1: Welcome back to We Move Through Stormy Weather, a fish podcast where we compare and contrast songs and the evolution of their jamming styles throughout the band's career. My name is Ryan Storm, and today I'm joined by Brandon Wennert. Brandon is a publisher for and founding member of Bro Bible, a sports and culture website, where he oversees partnerships and content on all channels in Los Angeles. A graduate of Penn State, he loves digital publishing, live music, fish, the Grateful Dead, Philly sports, and adventures of all kinds. Be sure to ask him about his John Oates story. Brandon, say hi. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Very, very excited to have you and sit down and talk some fish. I love it. I'm so excited. Literally my favorite thing to talk about. Yes. And honestly, mine too. That's why this podcast exists. Um, And the song you've selected uh, for this episode is uh, the one and only Wolfman's Brother. Uh, Why don't you tell me a little bit about why you selected that one?
0: Well... It is, I don't know if I can necessarily classify it as my favorite fish song, but it is 100% up there. I actually mm. don't even know if I could, like, say that I have a favorite fish song. to be honest. Yeah, I, like, I can't
1: either. It kind of changes depending on the day.
0: But isn't that, like, that's, like, the magical thing, though,
1: you know? Exactly. Like, that's the best part.
0: Like, it's, it's, it's. It's one of those things where I don't want to necessarily be like binary about, you know, what I like and what I like and don't like about like, you know, fish and art in general, you know? Um so I picked Wolfman's because um personally I think Wolfman's is a little underappreciated at the Mm. current moment. Um and I think that in the pure live experience of seeing fish, there is, you know, just as exciting as the hearing the first. I don't say. What to say? Just as exciting as like hearing the first, you know, riff of tweezer, but hearing nothing to top that. Nothing could top that. But <laughs> like, but like hearing Page do the uh, doing those two notes. Just yes. like as as a live experience in you know an amphitheater or uh, arena Anywhere. or wherever is to me like absolutely yeah. encapsulated. You know, you know it's about efficient.
1: to go down. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, I I'll take your word for it because I have yet to catch a Wolfman's live, um, but you know we'll get there.
0: Well, so my friends, my friends and I have this concept that like. Um, Where we have this concept around, like, you know, scene fish. It applies to other bands as well. Um, But, like, we we call it, like, the high five song. Where, like, every night when you go into a show, before going into a show, you have, like, your song that is, like, your high five song. The song that you want to high five somebody with. Like, when you hear it for the first time. And, like, Wolfman's is the perfect high five song. Because, like... Okay, you got you have two notes. You have page hitting those two notes before you know it explodes. Everybody knows instantly what it is. You yeah. can high five, high five your friend, uh, you know, right next to you, and not miss a beat. Like on it, it almost like the motion of that every that very fluid gesture of uh, music and dancing and joy. Like it all kind of just like works together in like a quick like four count. <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) i i agree i honestly i it's funny the the last show i saw there were like it was uh toronto 2019 and going into the second night of bonnaroo there were like so many of the songs that i wanted to see on the table and then they just started in that show they just started ticking them off one by one and i was like screaming at the webcast like no (laughs) like ones i haven't seen like set your soul death don't hurt very long rebo wolfman's mike's groove like gone (laughs)
0: Dude, that was um, so. I was at that show. I was at that Bonnaroo show, um, and that was um, such a joyous show. Like, yeah. you know, I get it. Like, I I get why people don't like Fish in festival settings and you know Bonnaroo et cetera. But it was like two sets.
1: Yeah, it um, seemed like a higher, an upper tier festival show for Fish.
0: It with. Without a doubt, like it really, it was, it was such an awesome, um, just such an awesome energy. And like the great thing about it from in the context of like the, of a festival was, mm. um, you know, like it was, it was the last thing essentially. So it was pretty cleared out. It was a lot of like kind of hanger buys that were just, you know, sticking around for the party. Uh, but then also, you know, um, a all really, the like. Heads. All the fish heads that were there um, I I you know I loved it I think like it was funny I think like some people like some some people gave me like some flack about being as excited as I was about uh Sunday at Bataru. but like oh, I, I love that show yeah, me too <laughs> like
1: from the so, couch, you know. Yeah, but th- This is new. I've never gone on a pre tangent before. This is pretty exciting.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry to go into it. before. No, that's I fine. That...
1: I love it. I love it. Um, but let's, let's start diving into Wolfman's a little bit in yes. a second. Just first, before we do, how did you get into fish? What, uh, you know, how did awesome you get question.
0: into that? So, um, I got into fish as a very impressionable, uh, teenager, young teenager. Mm. Um, who grew up in a household that was, you know, really, really embraced and loved live music. Um, both of, both of my parents are music teachers. Um, oh, that's awesome. My, yeah. My dad's a high school band director. My mom is a, uh, like elementary and middle school um, director and, uh, you know, now retired. Uh, but, you know, we grew up around, my brother and I both grew up around um a lot just around music that's the only way that i can say it. around music education i should put it like that um so you know we saw a lot of shows growing up um you know we kind of grew up with a respect and understanding for the fundamentals of music um and also just kind of experiencing the you know the the joy and place that like um you know it has in a different in in kind of life's motions um so with that came like for me at sort of an early age uh a big embrace of like jazz mm. um yeah, like my dad is a you know really big jazz head um you know and like it was in like you know middle school um, you know just kind of like being my father's son like got really into like my was just like into like the coolness of like miles davis and like all this other stuff like that which is like weird because i also was really into like limp biscuit and like all this oh wow stuff that's like you know popular but also understanding like you know like the 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 place of like you know jazz and music history um and i would say that you know late 90s uh, fish is kind of very at this you know at this um, incredible cultural crux um, of you know being incredibly music musical but also being very um, you know being fun and um, having this kind of carefree energy around them um, mm-hmm. and that was something that I just like gravitated towards the culture of that as like a teenager um, I saw, I received my first fish. uh, It was actually Christmas 1999 when I got a live one, which was like my first. uh, My uncle got me a live one for Christmas. Um, And, uh, you know, that was kind of down the rabbit hole. Uh, Then a year later, when I was in ninth grade, uh, my. My my parents let one of my one of my best friends growing up, and I go to a fish show in Hershey Park, Pennsylvania, where we grew where we grew up. And oh, the uh,
1: September two thousand Hershey show? Yep,
0: September fifteen.
1: 2000. not oh the tube?
0: Mm. Yeah, the Hershey tube, baby. Yep, start stop jam. Um, and it. I mean, all I can say is, after that, it was like in hindsight now, literally twenty years later it's uh it's it's like, yeah, that was like the step down the rabbit hole, and you know
1: that's awesome it was that's awesome
0: and then and then and then because that was that was ninth grade, basically then I spent a lot of, but then there's like the history of fish too, where um I spent a lot of um you know time in 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 kind of my high school years, um chasing kind of fish around the northeast and mid-atlantic in that area um in in the 2.0 version went to coventry um in 2004 and like it was weird because um you know fish the the kind of hiatus and fish you know saying they were done in 2004 lining up with me starting college like days later um was such a like Marked chapter where I was like, very much so, like, okay, fish is done. Like, this was fun. Like, this was great. Like, I am just going to have to accept that, you know, this is the end and closure and, you know, on my way. Five years (laughs)
1: later.
0: Five years later. But honestly, I really wasn't into fish when they came back in 2000. When was your first
1: time seeing them post breakup? Uh,
0: Yeah, it was uh, New Year's 2010 into 2011. Yes. Um is that the is I that would, the show
1: with the Holy Ghost or was that earlier in the run?
0: No, that was the um that was the meat stick. That was gag. the
1: meat stick one. Yeah, so I think the Holy Ghost gag. was during that run. It may have been the thirtieth. Yep. I don't remember. Um that was it.
0: Yep. Yeah. It was the awesome. it was the thirtieth. I was that was the that was the night right before it. Um and you know, it was like it was it was weird too because I was li- I was in New York at the time. Um for it and i was like oh man like maybe i'll go see fish maybe i'll like come back whatever and then and then jared my brother ultimately uh you know nudged me to get back in and then once i was back in i was like back in (laughs) yeah exactly yeah (laughs) there's no there's no getting back in a little bit i mean i had like the you know we had uh we had just an absolute blast and i was like why was i so begrudging like whatever about it but i think it just kind of goes back to 2004 where i was like okay the fish chapter for me is done you know what i
1: mean yeah well let's uh, talk some wolfmans now yes so i I mean i'll talk a bit about the version i picked first which i kind of i kind of bounced around between a few when i was thinking about which ones to pick i you know i thought about baker's dozen and then i was like ah then there are you know a few really strong type 1 versions that I really love yep. like uh, the Super Bowl Wolfman's the uh, yes the 122813 uh, I thought about uh 122918 you know the party time debate which I think yep. it was teases and quotes and they didn't actually play it but um I ended up landing on uh August 4th 8 uh 2018 from Alpha um Okay yep I I I'm a big fan of this version um it's it's kind of type one5 I'm a big 5. fan of
0: that whole run. Yes. That whole run oh, was so sad. Of course.
1: What a run. Um, but this um you no know, really showcases the, the twenty eighteen sound as well uh really, really well in this jam. You've got um, you know, of course, Trey on the Leslie, uh, some nice page synth, um, and absolute nasty slap bass from Mike uh early on in the song, which is so good to hear. Um, but in this version, um, there's a really cool, um, like, the transition from uh, just the classic Wolfman's groove to the the major key groove that they find themselves in um, is really cool. Because normally, uh, Paige will do that by switching to the piano. Uh, but on here, he does that uh, on the clav. And it's, you know, I love listening to the way that he just goes from having his nice, like, you know, his staccato walk. Wow, He's playing to—he starts playing more sustained chords in like a major key, and it he just—he leads the band into that space. I love you know, listening to such a clean transition like that. And the version is just so like, just a laid back, happy groove. Like you can tell it's like a summer evening, you know, as the sun sets, they're just hanging out. It's awesome. I just, you know, I love this version. What do you think of this one?
0: Dude, it's, it is, uh, I gotta be totally honest because when you game changed on me today, I haven't been able to listen to it. Fair again. enough.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. I did do that pretty last think- minute.
0: I think you should. I think you should uh, explain where the con- to to your listeners uh, the context of you know where you initially started. With, yeah. So you know, I I,
1: I originally it. started with I picked the Baker's dozen one because um, I was like oh it's a that one's type two I've got to you know find some way to stack up against a one version and then you messaged me earlier and you were like man you really picked the Baker's dozen one that like doesn't stack up at all you were like yeah you're right. I'm gonna pick this one instead, so yeah. I well, I switched the, I switched a few hours ago.
0: Well, the 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 beautiful thing about um, how I remember this one, and my I, my apologies that I don't I, I'm not as literate in it, um, is that I believe where this one gets really type two is with the funk breakout, like pretty far in. Whereas the Baker's Dozen one, eh, there's a nice little bliss moment, but like didn't really it wasn't it wasn't i will not say that it was like a even top 20 moment of the baker's dozen
1: <laughs> i mean that that's a hard list to crack regardless <laughs> um but yeah why don't you talk about i i think uh a lot of you know people will be more familiar with your pick uh of course why don't you talk a little bit about that one
0: absolutely so um I picked the uh, the 11 1997 Assembly Hall Wolfman's, um, which is the monster coming in at 28-ish minutes uh, and change. And um, a Wolfman's that, for me, um, I came to absolutely um, love because of how i experienced it on the old live fish
1: discs back in the day hmm. um
0: and it was filler and, on
1: the denver release
0: yes it was filler on the denver release um and it seems so tacked on uh but you know that show needed <laughs> needed some time to fill on that disc <laughs> yeah. um but but you know this thing um in my opinion, it it literally it literally has it all. Um, it goes from um, you know really meaty Trey chasing it rock and roll riffs uh, to um, you know Page kind of kicking it up. What what key is he on? What keys are he is he on it um, around like the 18 seconds after that rock breakout?
1: Um, At the 18 minute mark. Yeah, uh, around there. Probably uh, either clav or piano.
0: I think he's clav. Um, probably. And then it kind of ends with like a really, really, um, you know, it ends with Paige just absolutely, you know, going bonkers on the piano. Um, and to me, like, so in like a close listening, uh, and this is my barometer for a lot of like fish, like, you know, fish where I really want where I where I really like love what's going on is like what's Paige doing. Um
1: I, I agree. As a keyboard player that's even more, you know, on my radar.
0: Like and and if you if you get the if you can catch, you know, um you know these kind of uh these these type two style jams where Paige is doing a lot, those are my happiest moments for um, yes. where a fish jab like is um, yeah. you know and I get it like everybody else is kind of you know painting their own tapestry within the band uh, but this this particular one to me is uh, a place where Paige is absolutely absolutely shining um, yeah
1: now now here's where our opinions definitely uh, divide because I'm honestly not so hot on this wolf fans uh, I think it's it's there's there's honestly like I uh, I you know I've heard it before and I was of this opinion but when I re-listened to it today uh, in preparation and made notes I was really like you know I was I was shocked at how much uh you know I I think there's a lot of wasted space in this jam and uh to to my ears at least um, <laughs>
0: wasted space what <laughs> yeah
1: to to my ears at least there's a lot of uh disjointed playing uh between okay. the four members uh like you know, Trey's initial um uh, brute forcing of the jam into the hard rock mode after at like eleven minutes or so,
0: um, really just felt like
1: it. It Horse. was just kind of a brutal transition to me because the other three yeah. guys didn't catch on for a while, and it just yep kind of sounded like crap for a while because he um, does
0: that. Like, yeah, yeah, and there, and there like... are jams like
1: you know the Baker's dozen, Lawn Boy, where he does that, where right. Um, the jam is, you know, it, he was brute forcing it into that kind of jam. But the other guys caught on very quickly and it wasn't that different from the current groove they were in. In this, they went from like a half speed Wolfman's jam to that, which really just, it was just really like abrupt to me and didn't really, like Trey in this whole jam sounded like he was kind of, you know, not paying attention to the other three guys and just kind of doing what he wanted.
0: I think Which, that's a I think that's a lot of I and mean, I think that like I think that's a lot of I think that's Trey a lot of times in the late 90s. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it's
1: honest. just more apparent in this jam. I mean, yeah. no, but if you listen to stuff like, you know, th- from the the Denver show uh two nights earlier, they're Yeah. you know, very cohesive and very locked in and stuff like that together. And even though yeah, Trey may be doing his own thing, but he still sounds like he's listening to what the other three guys are doing in this jam. He sounds like he was just, you know, he was like, I'm, I'm in charge here. I don't care what you guys are doing. This is what we're going for. You know, and, I, I
0: think like, I think that's why I like really picked this one, uh, to, you know, duke it out, uh, with, yeah. It. I mean, and I definitely know I'm in the sport. minority
1: with this opinion.
0: Well, I think that like, I, I, I I do think you're in a minority in the minority of this opinion, like as with this as a like to me this is the creme de la creme of all Wolfman jams um I do I do have another personal favorite in recent memory which is the um which is the MGM 2018 Wolfmans yes uh, in the first set which yes was I love really, that really really good um and the band was very cohesive uh, in, fall 2018 in that...
1: baby my favorite fish dude, tour
0: dude fall, were you the person that i saw tweeted that the other day that yep was... <laughs> <laughs> that was me <laughs> I, I i start
1: I, I start lots of i start straight i stray, shit on twitter I stray all
0: the time. away i stray away from shit posting my uh my favorite opinions <laughs> like that
1: <laughs> i know i'm i'm already i'm just i'm i'm the kid who has bad opinions that's my that's my twitter personality
0: no but that was a dude i mean Fall twenty eighteen had some incredible moments of brilliance,
1: yes, um,
0: like that. I was, what did I do that run? Nashville and Vegas, um, mm-hmm. and Vegas, and that Wolfman's jam was, um, you know, kind of coming off of the. Um, I don't want to call it a high, but coming off of like where Fish went the night before with Kazvot and everything. Oh, absolutely. It was um, a high. Yeah, that was, it was, it was like that Wolfman's was like a very like leveling, um, in the moment and like a, you know, kind of the feeling of multiple generations of like fish happiness is my only mm. way I can put it. It was, it was just a great, I love it. just an absolutely great jam and, and a really cool moment too. Um, but you know, not to go back to the 97 one, um, I think – I understand what you're saying on the brute force one, force, brute force of Trey there. And, yeah, Trey's, like, in rock star um, mode hardcore. But where it ends in the last, like, f- probably, like, seven minutes-ish, after mm-hmm. the 20-minute mark, I yeah. feel like is just a very, like, you know, wonderful – um type two oh yeah i i loved jam.
1: i loved what i heard after that it just takes them you know it takes them 20 minutes to get to that and that that's part of what see, i love it, about fish it, in recent years it's because they get that, to that space in three or four minutes
0: yes that see that is like but i i love that i love that it's drawn out i love that it takes a while to get there like i i think i might be a little different from you in liking that fish can get to that point really quickly these days um because it's an like i love the um i love the avant-garde experience of having to go through the go through the motions uh to arrive at a place where they really want to be um Hmm. that to me is like musically is like a really interesting thing about you know the era of fish where they could take wolfman's 20 28 minutes um and you know, take a lot of like risks in it um, because they take those same risks now um, to, to get there quicker. But like, I like the sloppy stuff. Like
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: Like to me, that's like part of the charm a little bit. Like dude, it's funny because you mentioned the, you know, you're mentioning the Baker's doesn't, you know, you mentioned the Baker's doesn't, man, I listened to the, to it last night a couple times, um, and I was like, "Okay, this is rough." Like, and but then I was also listening to you know this one uh, from Fall 97 again, and uh, and like the same elements of roughness are there. I think they're always kind of there, you know, in with mm. Wolfman's. That's why this is a great song to talk about because like there's not really a perfect version of Wolfman's out there.
1: Interesting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one thing, well, one one thing that struck me about the '97 versions, you know, there's always everyone's criticizing. Oh, they play so slowly nowadays. But the tempo of this one is so slow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, dude, if you like, think well, yeah, about... they were they were digging think... into the grooves in the late '90s, especially dude, I, digging I, not into as the much grooves. as '97 as '99, but um,
0: it, it's uh, it's I think that's like a thing that is um. You know, but like, that's what's great about Wolfman's. It's kind of like, I don't want to compare, I hate to compare a fish, a fish song to a dead song, but it's, sometimes you got it, sometimes you got it. It could, it could be fish's Althea, like, you know,
1: elaborate,
0: like, have you ever heard like, have you ever heard the versions of Althea where the dead rush it and you're like, this is kind of trash. It needs to be slow. Like, no, because I don't
1: I don't really listen to any Dead after the 70s.
0: Ah, uh, so. okay. There are versions out there where, like, dude, like, up-tempo Althea with the Dead, to me, is, like, trash. But where it's really slow and just, you know, this nice, mellow thing. You're a Dead & Co. Um, fan, huh? I am a Dead Co fan. <laughs> I'm the only one you'll probably ever have on that stands Dead & Co. Um, But it's... <laughs> But to me um to me that's like a very like to me that's like an important thing about about Wolfman's so like if you listen to the slipstitch and pass version which i think was Europe 97
1: yeah it was i want to say March 1st 97 in March Germany.
0: 1st 97 cool yeah um like that version is i think that's yes it was that, that version is slower than um you know, this version now later in the fall where, you know, fish is shredding up tempo like crazy.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. And this, and that slip stitch and pass Wolfman's was the first, you know, of the, during the, the funk Renaissance, like y- yes. prior to that Wolfman's never really did anything. So, um, I think
0: that like this is, this kind of comes back to my reason for why I chose Wolfman's too mm-hmm. uh, is a little bit because of the slip stitch and pass version. Um, Because that was like, you know, in the, in the early, you know, the early aughts, um, that was like the, probably the first way that I experienced Wolfmans in a really, as like a listener, in a, you know, really high quality uh, format. Um, so, I was really into, like, you know, uh, trading discs and everything like that, like, back in the day. Yeah. Um And, but at the same point in time, like, a lot of, like, audience, like, odd recorded stuff that was circulating for Wolfman's wasn't really very good. Um, and Slip such a Pass has this, like, really beautiful sonic quality, I feel like, to it.
1: I agree. Uh, it just got released on Spotify, like, a week ago. And so, oh. I listened to it. And Dude. uh yeah.
0: It's there's something about and I you know, um I you know, I'm sure Brad Sands or um you know Shapiro or somebody like that would know, but like there's something about how they captured the audio in that room for and then remastered it. Um that is Yeah, you absolutely- you hear
1: the same kind of thing with uh the Ventura ninety seven and ninety eight shows. It has that same yeah. kind of insane yep. sound quality.
0: Yeah, and and it it just is like this like very I think that Wolfman's especially really encapsulates um, mm-hmm. you know what like where Fish was in 1997 and and uh, and it, I think it's just an incredible presentation of the of the song, um, and that's why that's it's interesting to compare and contrast that to this one now in in uh, November. Where it's this raucous, uh, jam- the the jam vehicle as we call it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, they I mean they evolved so much from that winter '97 tour to November '97. It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The funk renaissance, you know, the I the funk
0: uh, renaissance. I love it.
1: Yeah, and it's cool listening to you know some of the Wolfmans from, uh, you know, one comes to mind that I listened to recently, the twelve one ninety five version. Um, where it's like the, like, you know, what you hear now at the beginning of Wolfman's jams, so like the, like the vocal scatting over the Wolfman's brother. Yeah. And they kind of do that for a couple of minutes and then wrap up the song. And well, it, it's interesting. How...
0: Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Interrupt.
1: No, that, that's how, that's how it was played back then. Cause they weren't yeah. really, they weren't really funky yet. Same with, you know, no. 2001 was, you know, four minutes and well,
0: like, I always think that like the studio version of Wolfman's on Hoist does all of that, like there's yeah. there's that like strange like you know vocalizations i I can't remember who I don't know how that worked. I remember vaguely reading about it from someone um, I, was,
1: I don't know who the vocals
0: it's I a should female know who the vocals hoist, were
1: right yeah, yeah, um I mean, I know the Tower of power horns were on it. Yes. But I don't remember who the vocalists were and I should.
0: It's um, um I think that's like really fascinating because um like I like this is one of the things that I like Alison Krauss. Alison Krauss. That's a inc- I knew that. I knew it was somebody really cool. That's awesome. She's the yeah. best. That's so cool. Um, I'm so fascinated by Hoist because like i because i think that there's like i think that had to be a very special time for uh fish as a band for the members of fish as a band where they you know like i always this is a weird thing that i do but like i like to think about artists um around where they are in their life when they're creating art and um like Hoist is at this incredible era, era where they've been around for ten years, j- like you know, playing music. They're, um, you know, just starting to really like crack at you know making it big. They come uh, out here to to Los Angeles to record this, you know, um, this this album um, with Elektra. You know, are kind of riding the riding the um, endorphins that come with like you know, a record deal and everything like that. And like, they don't really know. Like, I have to imagine that in doing that, you know, they, they didn't see the next 10 years, you know, they definitely didn't see the next like 20 years. (laughs) Look at, look at, I mean, 10 years after, (laughs) 10 years after
1: that was 10 years after hoist was Coventry.
0: Yeah, exactly. 10 years after that was Coventry. And like, that was when like, 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 I think one of the things that like people sometimes miss is that like bands are like organizations Um, and organizations are not easy to run. Like, you know, at the end of the day, the, the reason why, like, you know, um, like, like the incredible music that happens when four people are together is obviously the the product of like that organization. Um, But like when Hoist was made, it was with, such an incredible optimism of like okay we're going to get to where we want to go we're going to get to where we want to go and like that is like that is that's so cool and I think that that disc just like captured I think the songs on that disc like capture that And I think Wolfman's is a part of that spirit of um, mm-hmm. you know what all of that looks like and, you know other other songs of Hoist that from the Hoist era that then started rolling out in you know 94 95 and then starting to really feel like they had a big presence in 96 and 97, like split open and melt and everything like that. Like, you know, I, I just think it's like cool to see like the inception, um, the kind of growing up and then the maturity of, you know, a song like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And yeah, I, I want to, one thing I want to note about, uh, your version is at, uh, just before the 17 minute mark, uh, Trey adopts a, an extremely two point sounding tone, um, which was really interesting to me. I was taken aback. I was like, "It's like, wait, what year am I listening to?"
0: Yeah, it sounded yeah. identical
1: to his like late two thousand three yeah. tone. Is that when he sure.
0: is that when he has like? I might be mixing this up with the beggar stuff. But it doesn't want, but there's like a little bit of like a. It almost sounds like a tube screamer, type of like tone applying or am i am i mixing that up?
1: no that's that that would be the the comet amps that he was using starting in
0: 2017 awesome awesome okay
1: yeah back cool. back in 97 he was still just using the fender uh deluxe reverb dude um
0: that's a cool sound
1: it is i yeah which one the comet or the fender uh the fender yes yeah i, I love trey's late 90s tone dude trey's trey's
0: 1999 tone is one of my favorite things
1: Mm. Um,
0: and I think that, you know, 1999 is not talked about a lot in the fish cannon, um, 1999 and 2000. Uh, but, you know, uh, I think that like those, those, like the sound that he had in those two years um, was incredible. For sure.
1: Yeah, he, uh, yeah, great, great tone. His His tone in those two years was like, like i imagine it's like liquid fire kind of thing
0: yeah that's a cool it was, way of putting it
1: yeah is yeah I every time i listen to it i'm like man like that's a guitar tone
0: <laughs> yeah and also like the evolution of you know i think like he was very was getting very comfortable with like you know the idea of like uh ambience and you know oh yeah um, and 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 like you know especially especially in 1999 and 2000 well i
1: i think this jam is a good uh indication of where they were going to move in the next couple of years and it's it's it like you could probably drop this uh assembly hall wolfmans into you know a fall 99 show and you know people wouldn't be like oh wait a minute that's from 97 cuz it's yes. it's very it's very ambient. There's only, you know, some 97 funk at the beginning and at the end. Uh you know, m- most of the jam is a lot of um really either ambient uh playing or like, you know, that frantic rock yep. uh stuff which is, you know, a lot of uh kind of fall 2000 sound as well. I like so, I like that. I I love that like
0: I love that what it had to be like to be in that room like yeah i mean after, at any of those
1: fall 97 shows. at
0: any of those fall 97 shows exactly like and it's that's like such a fascinating thing too because if you know if you were on tour uh and you were at, you know and you were you were getting something if you were getting a 28 minute wolfman's after in this like chunk of time where you're also getting a lot of like funk, like you kind of have to appreciate the subtlety of like not willing of them not willing to really like go where they had already been with other songs. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, and that that was the, coming the, off of a
1: 17 minute 2001.
0: Yeah, like why would you? Right, like you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna get any more funky than that. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Speaking of which, I don't think I've ever heard that two thousand one.
1: Is it? You should. Is it great? It is. It's. I mean, it's. It's a. You know, it's a nineteen ninety seven two thousand one. I Can't have a friend bad.
0: who doesn't like two thousand one, which is one of the funniest Now, That's a problem.
1: <laughs> that's like so. Like you know, when they <laughs> kick into it at a show, he just stands there and doesn't
0: dance. <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's. He's a, he's a team player at the end of the day, but like his take is like 2001. Eh, it's okay. It's like the same ever, all the time.
1: Which, That's crazy.
0: Not which is like not wrong. It's not a bad observation, but like come on.
1: It's yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's most definitely a bad observation. The 2001 episode is uh, coming up soon, uh, which, and I believe I will, will actually. Be? I'm, I'm not. You should gonna, reference so, this. I'm not. I. I mean, I. I believe. Uh, my guest is choosing this assembly hall, 2001. Wow, um,
0: that's awesome.
1: I'm. I'm not going to reveal my pick yet, partially because I. I haven't decided. <laughs> um, but awesome. let, let's get. Let's get back to some Wolfmans here. Yes, um, you yes. mentioned. Uh, about you know after the 20 minute mark uh, of your version where. Um, Page. Uh, introduces this really nice uplifting progression um, after the 22 minute mark. I think that's one of the only similarities between our two versions that we picked is this kind of uplifting passage that they hit. Um, obviously they do it for longer in my version um, because, you know, 2018 got to have the long extended bliss jam. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I kind of like looking at the, the differences with which they approach said bliss jam, um, you know, cause this one, um, has pages starting it, and Trey's playing these like crazy screaming notes on top of it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I noted in my in my notes uh that you know Trey's playing still seemed a little bit off to me. Um, and it's very short lived. Like I have under a minute. Uh, you know, into a uh, into a funk groove from that happening in the in the version I picked. Um, you know, Trey you know bliss soloing for three four minutes and it's it's a very different kind of jam uh it's a very you know mellow and laid back for most of it until just after you know the 10 and a half minute mark where trey finally starts to bring the uh intensity up towards peak um and it's really cool listening to the the way that he as a guitarist approaches them because in the 1997 one as i mentioned he's just kind of like screeching around like you know playing what he wants and in uh the 2018 version he's doing this very melodic very uh uplifting soloing with the other three guys and it's cool to you know as we mentioned before not only listen to you know the song but how the four band members are listening to each other and playing off each other differently uh you know 21 years later
0: i love it I don't, know, I don't know what you want me to say on that. That was an incredible <laughs> observation. Thank you. Thank you. I try. <laughs> I wish I could add uh, an extra layer of commentary to how you, you know, so perfectly presented that. That was Thank beautiful. You.
1: Thank you. I do One thing I also want to note about your version is that I think I heard Mike almost tease Wipeout uh, at 17 minutes and 40 seconds.
0: I did not, I did not catch that.
1: It's not a noted tease, and I don't think he actually plays the bass line, but he plays a very similar bass line to it. It, It's probably going to end up uh, like the uh, passing through tease I tried to get recorded in the uh, Halloween 2018 tweezer um, where Mike just plays uh, a lick that is very similar to the passing through bass line. According to uh, Scott Marks and Charlie Dirksen... That does yeah. not count as a tease. That
0: is not a tease. So, but there is, but there is a little bit of a cross-eyed tease in this one, though. Ooh,
1: where? I it's didn't hear that.
0: Towards the beginning, um, it's like in that rock and roll in the in the rock section, just very, very, very subtly.
1: Hmm. I I don't think that's noted either, is it?
0: Yeah. It's just a
1: very, very, very quick one. It's noted, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. There we go. Well, there we go. I uh uh-huh. I'm surprised I didn't uh, I'm surprised I didn't catch that one. Well there we go. Dude, but this was this was the era of nineties teases
0: where like It was quick. They were they were quick. <laughs> they weren't gonna <laughs> you, they weren't gonna like it, it they were, Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, David, uh, you know, David was uh, was was catching them like crazy at that time. <laughs> those
1: yeah, <times>. no kidding. <laughs> Shout out to David Steinberg. Love that guy. Um, yeah, that's that's it's cool to listen to the difference in teasing as well because yeah, of course, I mean Trey was playing, you know, a lot more notes and a lot faster than he does now, so it was definitely a lot easier to uh, miss the tees. Especially in the kind of like, I mean, I know I know the phrase is used uh, in a very different context most of the time, but like wall of sound jamming. Yes. Where to me, not, you know, as in the Grateful Dead sound system, as in just like, it's kind of like a wall of noise. Like I imagine like a big wave, just like going like, yep. Whoosh, yep. Um, which happens, you know, multiple times in this jam. Uh, I was thinking so that.
0: How do, it's so funny that, like I it's fun it's funny to me because I use the phrase wolves like wolves sound a lot when I describe fish impro, improvisation to other music heads who aren't into fish Interesting. Um, how you are probably you would know very well like how technically how would you define that like from a from a Musical perspective, like I—I oh, I mean, it's like just like the the, the, the noise jamming. jamming. Yeah, yeah. But well, like, it's what would it's you call it's that? definitely.
1: I don't think there's a technical term for it. It's just kind of you know Trey dicking around with his pedals and stuff to create noise. Yeah, uh, which was I mean it was a lot more prevalent in like you know 1995 than it was here. Um, and that that's kind of what characterized the mid 90s jamming. You know, with stuff like Bowie and. Uh, split open and melt, and yeah. you know the big tweezers and stuff and stash. Yeah, this,
0: this is why I always point people to the wentjin gin um, just because I think that that's like an easy way to just be like, "Hey, you'll understand what I mean by wall of sound around like, you know." Interesting.
1: I I don't I don't think of the wet gin in that context because that's just. Insane guitar soloing, uplifting awesomeness.
0: Yeah, but it's but I don't think it's just guitar there. I mean, that's where like oh, of course it's not just guitar. you know guitar. what I mean. Well, but but I always use like I, I mean maybe we're using the same term to describe something different. I actually um, I
1: listened to the Wench in today but, and I was like, wow, Mike's bassline in this nobody talks incredible. about that.
0: Yeah, because, because like you know, look like I think of it as like uh, a moment of like like i I consider wall of sound to be a moment of like musical alchemy where there's like um, you know four incredible things going on at the same time, but you digest it as one like and and your kind of ear hears it almost as mm. one, even though it's not <laughs> um, i
1: like I like that use of the phrase as well a lot
0: yeah and and like to me that's like how um i would you know i describe kind of like what a wall of sound is where like okay when you're on uh when you're at dick's or like you know front and center at officio and show there's a lot of things going on, on the stage but all you um, uh, all you really are able to see from your vantage point is or is is what you're hearing um that to me is like what what i would that synthesis that your brain's doing is what I would call like the wall of sound of it, which, yeah, I, you know, that's awesome. Fish, yeah. That's the fish experience in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's when they go from being four guys on a stage to one brain.
0: Yes, exactly. Which, which I
1: mean, this 1997 was kind of the first emergence of us seeing that, you know, them, them going from, you know, four quarters to one whole, yeah. uh, you know, with the with the groove and the funk and
0: Do you think like whatnot. this is this is kind of fun for us to talk about as, you know, people that didn't experience it. But do you think there were people that were like pissed? Like,
1: oh, absolutely. Not,
0: about that, like at the time, I, I mean probably, I've read probably, in probably.
1: I've read in books and on fish.net and stuff that, you know, people people complained in every era of fish. There were people in the yeah. early nineties that were like, Wow, I missed the eighties, you know? Like <laughs> Fish fans <laughs> have a knack not... <laughs> for complaining about everything the band does.
0: <laughs> they're not they're they're not giving me game hedge every show. Like
1: Mark my mark well, my words. In in twenty years people will be heralding fall twenty eighteen a lot more than they do now. Um I love it. What
0: are your favorite shows of fall fall twenty eighteen, if you don't mind me asking? Well
1: before I, I will, but I just want to say one yeah. more thing about that point about the complaining. I know people were um you know, they had problems with the fact that the band was sitting on a funk groove for 20 minutes, which I mean, I that's my main complaint about the late 90s is that a lot of the jams waste a lot of time on the same thing. And yep. of course, that funk groove is phenomenal. But something like the December 1999 sands that are, you know, a type one sand for 18 minutes um, just gets a little bit boring to me uh, after a while. what yep. that's one of the things I love so much about Fish in recent years is that they'll, you know get on that idea. They'll stay on that idea for a few minutes. Then they'll move on to something new and fresh and keep going. Um, But so my favorite fall 2018 shows, probably my favorite show of the tour is probably Vegas night three, the Mercury night. Great. Um, Talked about that uh, in uh, episode four as well. Uh, That show is a perfect fish show to me. Um, And I mean, I was at uh, Chicago nights two and three yeah, uh, which were awesome. Uh Chicago Night One's one of my favorite shows from the tour. Uh there's just every show uh almost every show has a distinct highlight. Albany Night yeah. Two being the dis- uh exception that doesn't have a real standout moment, but there's it's a very well played show and there's some great flow, I think. Uh especially in the second set. But like Albany Night One's got that fantastic twenty years later. Uh, Hampton Night 1 has the Golden Age. Hampton Night 2 has a fantastic tweezer. Hampton Night 3, simple. Uh, Nashville Night 1 has that Mike's Ghost uh, to open the second set. And who doesn't love a full set spanning Mike's Groove? Oh. Um, You know, that's the So sick. Yeah. uh, Nashville Night 2 has a fantastic gin to close the first set. That was an Uh, awesome...
0: Awesome
1: jam. Yeah. Uh, Rosemont Night 1 has, again, fantastic tweezer. Um, also, just a crazy show overall. Rosemont Night 2 had my favorite jam that I've seen live, which is the uh, huge No Men, um, mm-hmm. which is, I I in my opinion, uh, the jam of the year 2018. Um, uh, Rosemont Night 3 uh, didn't have any crazy jams, but, you know, Opened with a 15 minute type two, everything's right. Uh, Fantastic tube in the first set. Uh, Insane plasma in the second set.
0: Was that the first time fit? I'm trying to think. No, that summer they were doing kind of type two, everything's right.
1: Yeah, everything's right was being jammed from the get go. Yeah, Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Because I remember, because I got a really big one, or one that I really love at. in San Francisco at Bill Graham.
1: Did they play it at maybe the Forum?
0: Mm, I don't, I don't think they forum? played
1: it at Bill Graham. I don't think they played it in Bill Graham maybe in it was, 2018. Maybe they played it, was it at the, the Forum.
0: forum. I, I definitely got – there was like – I felt like I was in a – not a rut, but I feel like I was getting every single Everything's right <laughs>
1: for a very long I, time. I wouldn't call that a <laughs> rut because <laughs> that song has an insane batting average
0: it does have it, it, i the first it. sub I the first
1: it. minute to go under the or the first version to go under 10 minutes was uh blossom 2019 you know the the first yes, 2 years the, that the song existed it was
0: yeah it was the it. uh it was the 731 which was the forum
1: oh the austin that show was the one yes I was thinking, yes that yes. was
0: that's the one that i'm thinking about
1: dude that's, that was, that's a fantastic that was awesome. version yeah. yeah that that song that song Amazing. Like, you know, okay, you don't like the lyrics, but you know what? That Set Your Soul Free and Soul Planet, those songs jam. As, as much as you may dislike the song portions of them. Uh, you know, I, they, from I get it. I get it. The, you know, 23 Minute Soul Planet from Alpharetta 2018, which is Dude, from the Soul same Planet's, show as my Wolfman's pick.
0: Soul Planet's the best. It all ties back. I will bad. not take any slander on Soul Planet.
1: I love it. Soul it, it. it's
0: a jam vehicle and it's like the perfect Absolutely. jam vehicle for this era of fish where mm-hmm. it, you know I see well, what Trey you're loves saying, playing you know? it and Trey loves Trey loves played it. it, boom, it's it's silly, it's like but whatever, like I don't know. Why would you right. ever be into fish if you didn't like something that was silly? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. True. <laughs> True. Exactly. That's that's a really good <laughs> like, point.
0: You know, I, I mean, to me, it's like, can't really, you can't really complain about that. I always call I it everything's, everything's right is from that, from, you know, this, and I shit post about it all the time. but like, um, you know, it's from what I call the, like the Christian, Christian rock era of, <laughs> uh, of like, tra- the soul yeah. trio. <laughs> yeah. It's like what
1: and, that, and then like, you, that that that's the soul trio to me and then you have songs like uh rise come together and dude, uh, all of those doesn't like, jam but it doesn't under jam. the same category it's,
0: it's funny i just like want to know you know like I, like i get it like look if you want to make something and you want to make it like that and you know present it to you know your your fans like you've more than earned that right like
1: absolutely you know
0: you've more than earned it like i at the same point time every time i like hear you know like hear the hear the criticism about about it i always try to do like a little bit of like a thought spin on it where i'm like like yeah like i i'm trashing the lyrics to this because like it's better than some, like because it's it's a part of the fun it's just, yeah. on <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, the joke, you
1: know? Yeah. And I, I think that we're going to, you know, I mean, I'm excited for people to listen to this and then trash us on Twitter for these opinions. Oh,
0: people will. I love it. I'm so <laughs> You're now going to be
1: lumped in with my bad takes. <laughs> oh
0: no. About fall 2018. Well, dude, you, I mean, that Friday <laughs> MGM show, that was, uh, that was, that was my highlight without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I actually really loved the second set of that show a lot. Great flow. Um, yeah, great flow. Weird
1: guy Udy placement, but it works in that show, dude.
0: It's so funny because I like, I like, I loved guy Udy there in that room. I understand why, like maybe if you're like streaming at home, uh, whatever, it like felt a little weird.
1: But I was like, streaming it, and it was like two thirty in the morning at that time. because yeah. I'm I'm in Toronto, I so I was that. watching I, the Vegas stream, and, and I, I was like, friend, "Yeah, Coyote!
0: Dude, I had friends on the East Coast that were like, "Oh, Coyote, second set," and I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, it's dude, it's awesome. This is let's great. Do this it. Is, let's do it." And like, um, I also a uh, uh, a friend I was with like at the show. He he like went into the show calling Sneaky Sally uh and he oh, that's was a like, that's
1: a fantastic sally uh, yeah and
0: he was like he with you know was right next to him he was like f- through the roof that he got it because like that's a pretty risky call going into a show yeah so he was super super stoked um and it was just like a cool like i think that how that second set was put together um even though it's you know on paper seems very cobbled together uh, in the room, it, it was worked. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Like, yeah. to me, it was incredible.
1: Yes. I, I think that's a fantastic place uh, to wrap up the episode. Um, uh, I'm sorry we I deviated think pretty far that's, from Wolfman. That's what but... I've done in every episode so far. I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, so I just want to say thank you so much again uh, for coming on uh, and yeah, talking fish and Wolfman's and all things music. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure, uh, and so look forward to interacting more out there on Twitter.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for having
1: me. Of course. My pleasure. Thank you also, everyone listening, uh, for listening to this episode of We Move Through Storming Weather. Hope you have a fantastic day, and we'll see you next time. is the best song.
0: Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.